Hi, this is Rose and Masood Ramandi from Perfected by Blood Ministries. Thank you for downloading our podcast. We believe this teaching will empower you to grow into the fullness of Christ and inspires you to walk with Him. Make sure you subscribe to get new messages every week. We believe in you and we know that He will appear in your life soon. Enjoy the message. Hey everybody and welcome back to What Jesus Meant series. This is Masood Ramandi and today I want to talk to you about a verse that Jesus quoted from Psalm 82 in John chapter 10 when he said, I said, you are God's. Now we want to understand what Jesus meant and this is not something that you will find often being preached but we're going to look at the depth of this because it's important to understand anything that is being written and understand especially the red letters that Jesus himself talked about. So we have to understand what he meant uh, and what is the benefit of this to our understanding. So let's just jump in and begin from uh, John chapter 10 verse 31. It says that then uh, the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, and said many good works I have shown you from my father for which of those works do you stone me the Jews answered him saying for a good work we do not stone you but for blasphemy and because you being a man make yourself a God Jesus answered to them and said is it not written in your law I said you are God's if he called them gods to whom the word of God came and the scripture cannot be broken, do you say of him whom the Father has sanctified and sent into the world, you are blaspheming because I said I am the Son of God? If I do not do the works of my Father, do not believe me. But if I do, though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. Therefore they sought again to seize him, but he escaped out of their hand. So the scene is that Jesus is in the midst of Pharisees, the religious people of the day, the Jews, the children of Israel, and he's speaking the truth that he has heard from the Father. In fact, he over and over says that the things that I say to you, they're not my words, but it's the, what I have heard from the Father. In John chapter 15, verse 15, he says, Until now, uh, I, I no longer call you servants, uh, because, um, but my friends, because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my Father. So even this, when he's talking about you being God's, is still something that he has heard from uh, the Father himself. He's not saying this to exalt himself. He's not saying this to exalt human being. He's saying something that he has heard and what he has heard is the truth. Now, the context of the Gospel of John, what, something that you over and over see, there's three things that are repeatedly being uh, basically uh, mentioned. Uh, the first one is the judgment of God. The second one is life, eternal life, everlasting life, not dying, all those things. And the third one is hearing. Jesus constantly talked about hearing the voice of the Son of God. Those who hear his voice shall come to life. He talked about 
his sheep would hear his voice and he said if anyone hears my voice and follow me i will give them life he said all who came before me they were thieves and robbers but i have come that you may have life and he says all those who came before me who, who were thieves and robbers the sheep did not hear them so the context all you see is that there is a hearing which is the word of truth that he wants us to hear and have life he stood in front of Pilate in chapter 18 of the gospel of John and uh, when he when, when Pilate asked him are you the king of the Jews and then he said yes I am and for this reason I was born and for this reason I came to this world to bear witness of the truth now in John chapter 9 when he healed the blind eyes he said for judgment i have come to this world so the judgment of god is bringing his truth into human being that have been oppressed by lies jesus called that the opening of the eyes he said for this judgment i have come to this world that those who see may not see and those uh, who see may be made blind so the context is that the truth of God brings is the judgment of God coming to every one of us and that to take to gouge out that eye that was not uh, the single eye seeing who I am according to the Christ and judging myself according to the knowledge of uh, good and evil and he said that was when your eyes were open when your eye was open and when what you saw was your nakedness and your nakedness was your mortality your weakness your inability your you living in the world with tribulation and i have come to sh close that eye so you can once again behold me see the father see that you are a son and in this you will have life now when jesus is standing in john chapter 10 among the pharisees and he's saying these things he's in the midst of a gathering together of uh, people he's in the midst of what we call the congregation now if you go to uh, John chapter sorry Psalm chapter 82 where Jesus took that verse from and he quoted it starts by saying this that God stands among gods in the congregation and we're going to look at that uh, basically uh, chapter of the book of Psalm and understand some deeper uh, truth from all these verses so let's go to chapter 82 verse 1 it says God stands in the congregation of the mighty so he's standing in the congregation it says the mighty now if you look at the Hebrew for this verse you're gonna see that the first word God is the word Elohim and the second one the mighty is the word El now El is also the word God so he's saying Elohim is a standing among in the congregation of El in the gathering together uh, place of Els and now Els are gods now that scene that we see Jesus is standing there is no God in that scene but they are people they're human beings and yet that's the context of what we read uh, in Psalm chapter 82 so from God's perspective and what he sees in human beings he sees gods he doesn't see uh, what we call humanity he doesn't see what we have lowered to our understanding of who we are and all the concept of who we are has come with from our uh, five physical senses what our eyes has seen our ears heard our 
skin has sensed or even our uh, nose has a smell or our tongue has tasted every one of those things have become strongholds in our mind and anytime that another input is trying to come into our mind our mind has a judgment already and he says no that's not who i am and that's not even who you are who i am is what this one is saying and what this one is saying is something that i have already gained achieved uh, added to myself it's knowledge upon knowledge it's wisdom upon wisdom yet all of those things are not god-given they are lies that we have believed and jesus came and he said i have come for this purpose i was born to bear witness of the truth and you are my friends because i have made known to you everything that i have heard from the, my father so what does the father reveal to you that you are his son that's the truth of who we are so whose son are you he says here you are the sons of the elohim you are the sons of the one who created the heavens and the earth and he says elohim stands in the congregation of gods right after that he says how long will you judge unjustly now the word unjustly is unrighteously so he says how long are you going to continue with your own judgment now what does unrighteous judgment mean just what i told you right now which is judging every input or every new information or every new um, idea or every truth that is coming to me based on what i have already have knowledge of and he says this is unrighteous judgment because you are judging yourself unworthy now you are made in the image of god god said let us make man in our own image in fact the one who said let us make man in our own image is elohim in genesis chapter 1 so elohim said let let us make man in our own image so who do you suppose man is he is elohim man is elohim now i'm going to show you from psalm chapter 82 that this is what god says now we have lost so much truth because of the barrier language barrier which is uh, all those words that we have for god in the old testament they have been uh, either whenever they the translators have thought that those things are talking about god they just translate them as god so whether it is el shaddai or it is uh, basically uh, yahweh or elohim every one of those things usually are translated as god or lord so you don't know what's happening you don't know what's the context now i just told you the word mighty i mean it doesn't mean what do you mean god standing in the congregation of the mighty he's talking about gods he's still speaking in the context of gods and in fact uh, right after that uh, in verse uh, 6 when he said i said you are gods which is what jesus quoted the word is elohim he says i said you are elohim jesus standing in front of people in the congregation and he said i have said to you you are elohim you are made in the image of your own creator you have wrongly judged yourself with the eye that was open i came to bring judgment and take away that away from you so you can see uh, what you're supposed to see but let's continue so he says how long this is what elohim is saying to else all other gods how long will you judge unjustly uh, and show partiality to the wicked defend 
the poor and the fatherless. Now the word uh, defend is the word judge. Again, translation has used that word, but it should be judge. So he says, judge the poor and the fatherless. Who is he talking about? About yourself. He says, judge yourself. Because Jesus said, with the same measure that you judge yourself, you shall be judged. Now, when they said, you being a man, you make yourself equal with God, or even John chapter 5, that word equal is, in fact, in, uh, is used in Revelation chapter 21, when we see the Holy Jerusalem, the Bride of Christ, he says, its height, its width, and its breadth, they were all equal. Now, what is this measure that uh, is being used to measure that house that Jesus said, uh, pay attention to what you use to measure yourself because with the same measure that you judge yourself, you shall be judged. So whatever you say about yourself, that's what you become. Now, that's something that we read in Gospel of, uh, sorry, in Ephesians chapter 4 that he says um, that Christ has given us gifts according to the uh, basically measure of God has given us gifts according to the measure of Christ in chapter 4 verse 1 I believe or verse 4 and in verse 12 and 13 says until we come uh, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ which is the son of God the perfect man so what is the equality what is being equal with God it's to be a son of God so son of God is equal with God. Now it doesn't mean that I am God in the sense of I have created all things and I am above all and there is no one beside me. It just means I know who I am from. I know who I am born from. I know who is my father and I know where I came from and where I'm going. That's all the language that Jesus as the son of God used. Now he says judge the poor, judge the fatherless. We have been the poor, we have been the fatherless. Jesus said, I will not leave you as orphans, but I will come to you. That means we have been orphans. He said, the poor in spirit shall inherit the kingdom. That's why we, we have been the poor. And he says, judge this poor and the fatherless. Now, who are this poor and the fatherless? It's the same else that he's standing among them. And he says, why do you judge? How long will you judge unrighteously? Which means judging yourself unrighteously let's move on to verse 5 he says they do not know nor do they understand they walk about in darkness that's what he says about those who are uh, basically he was standing uh, among which is God's which is the congregation which is in that context Pharisees but it's every one of us it's human being he says they don't know they don't understand they walk in darkness Jesus came and we read about him that to those who walked in darkness, a great light has appeared. And that light was uh, John chapter 1. He says, um, basically in him was life and that life is the light of men. So when we see him, uh, we don't walk in darkness anymore. We understand, we know our judgment becomes righteous. That means we judge ourselves the way that God says to us who we are, not according to what we have thought, who we are. Now let's move on to verse 6. So they do not know nor do they understand. They walk about in darkness and all the foundations of the earth are unstable. I said, you are gods. Now let's continue to see what he says after that. And all of you are the children of the Most High. The word is Elyun, the, the Most High God. 
So he says, I said you are Elohim and you are the children of Eliun, the God above all gods. And yet you shall die like men. Why? Because they do not know, they do not understand, they walk in darkness and they judge unrighteously. But how long shall we go on judging unrighteously? How long shall we judge ourselves according to flesh? How long shall we go on judging others after the flesh? Why not opening eyes to uh, the one that is in front of us speaking to us as basically the Elohim saying to us who we are? Why not listening to the one who was born to bear witness to the truth? Why not listening to our friend who says, I have come and I have made known to you everything that I have heard from the Father. Why not listening to this voice that says, if you hear the voice of the Son, that spirit that is inside of you, you shall live. Now here he says, although you are the children of the Most High, you shall die like men. The word man is Adam. He says, you are the Elohims. And are you going to die like Adam the way he died? And do you know why he died? Because he ate from a certain knowledge. Jesus said, if you hear my voice, I tell you the truth, you shall never die. That's when again they said they wanted to crucify him. His disciples were offended. They, they left and he came to the 12 and he said, do you also want to live? Do you want to also leave? And Peter said, well, now I... I'm experiencing something. I'm experiencing life in the words that you speak. So no, I'm not going to leave. I'm going to stand and I'm going to know and believe that you truly are the Christ, the son of the living God, because you have the word of eternal life. So eternal life is not to them or basically after that revelation that came to them. Eternal life was not life after death. Eternal life was life and life in abundance so that you don't die. God didn't create his own image and say, now die like men. In fact, he said, if you eat from the knowledge of the good and evil, you will die. But now we have the tree of life appearing to us. He has come. He has declared the truth. He has come bringing the true judgment, opening our eyes so we can see who we are. Now look at after that. That's why he says, uh, verse 8. Arise, O God, which is the word Elohim, judge the earth, for you shall inherit all nations. Now, this God, this Elohim that we see here, it's not the Elohim as God himself. This first speaks of Jesus as the one who, when he was raised from the dead, uh, he was preached in Acts chapter 17 by Paul when he spoke to a group of people that they were worshipping idols, unknown gods. And God de Paul declared to them that uh, God uh, who you save, you are his offspring and truly you are saying the truth. We are this offspring of God. And uh, that God, he's not uh, something made like stone or uh, silver or gold. Since he is the one who gives us life, breath, and all things, and we are all born from him. But this God has overlooked the, uh, the past time of our ignorance, not knowing, not understanding, walking in darkness, and has commanded us that we may believe 
in this man that he has raised from the dead because he had promised that he will judge the world but by one man and now that man is Jesus Christ what does it mean that he will judge mankind according to Jesus Christ does does that mean that Jesus will be given this judgment and he will sit on uh, beside basically behind the table on a throne and then he will declare one by one uh, uh, justified guilty justified guilty guilty heaven hell heaven hell no that's not what he's talking about he says the true judgment of God which was the speaking of the truth is was when God through one man show who what his will has been for ma mankind so when God raised Jesus from the dead whom you crucified he showed he's, he is the God of life he only gives life you have seen him as the one who gives you sickness, disease, blindness, death, uh, deafness, uh, and even death itself. Yet he came to show he is the one who sets you free from these things. You crucified him. Man crucified him. But God raised him from the dead. But Isaiah says, yet we esteemed him as a smitten by God. He was not. <laughs> he was a smitten by man. And man in blindness, he thought... He can have life by taking life from somebody else. He didn't know that he is willing to give us life. We don't need to kill him to have life. We don't need to try to get life from God. We don't need to work for him so he can give us something. It is his good pleasure as our father to give us this kingdom. It is his good pleasure to give us this kingdom. It is that garden, Eden, the pleasure life that he wanted us to have. So it's never been about him turning his face uh, away from us. It's been about us turning our face away from him. Why? That's because our eyes were open to our nakedness. We saw God is good and we saw we are evil and we thought unless I do something with my nakedness, I can't approach God. And God came revealing the truth. He said, hey, look at me. I'm naked on the cross <laughs> and I'm not ashamed because I want to show you that I love you. I'm willing to go to that extra mile so you can understand. If you, uh, if you uh, smite me on one cheek, I will turn the other cheek also. I've never been the one who would condemn you. My judgment is not condemnation. My judgment is freedom. My judgment is giving you the truth, the spirit, the sonship so you can understand who you are. Now, therefore, who are gods that Jesus says you are gods? What does it mean you are gods? That means you are the sons of God, which means if you are the sons of God, the life of God is in you, the works of God you can do, and all things are possible for you. So you don't have to uh, be in the toil of Adam. So why not changing our perspective, putting on everything that he says, hearing the truth that is coming from you getting our eye that constantly sees other things uh, according to the flesh and be free from that thing so now let's go to John chapter 5 quickly so I can show you something from uh, here also uh, so you understand the context of hearing judgment and uh, the life so let's look at uh, verse 19 of chapter 5 then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself, 
but what he sees the father do for whatever he does the son also does in like manner so if you are God's this is the story for the father loves the son and shows him all things that he himself does and he will show him even greater works than this that you may marvel now so he said I have heard from the father and I have seen from the father and that causes me to do the exact same thing to have uh, the same exact judgment and that means right after that for as the father raises the dead and gives life to them even so the son gives life to whom he will so that's you and me for the father judges no one but has committed all judgment to the son so the son has a judgment now let's move on to uh, verse uh, 25 he says for most assuredly I say to you the hour is coming and now is when the dead will hear the voice of the son of God and those who hear will live so those who hear the voice of the son he says the dead who hears the voice of the son will live now Ephesians chapter 2 says we who once were dead in our trespasses and sin God has made alive he has raised us up he has caused us to sit in the heavenly places far above everything that is has some kind of kingdom and he has made us to be above all things this is the man that was made a little lower than the Elohim but he has crowned him with honor and glory and everything is put under his feet so he said if you hear the voice of the son the same crown of honor and glory will be on your head you will be alive made alive you will have an awakening you will have a righteous consciousness and because of that right after that he says for as the father has life in himself so he has granted to the son to have life in himself do you see the equality do you see that the son and the father are equal do you see that Elohim and Elohims are one do you see that Jesus was about to be crucified in John chapter 10 when he said I and the father are one and yet do you know that in chapter 17 he said that the father uh, Jesus said that I may be in you you in me and we in them that we may all be one so do you see the equality that he's always bringing into picture and trying to change our way of thinking because unless we have this mind uh, basically uh, seeing that which we have heard from God we always would uh, judge things according to what we have seen ourselves but yet right after that he says in verse 27 and has given him authority to execute judgment also because he is the son of man look at verse 30 I can of myself do nothing as I hear I judge and my judgment is righteous now if you remember in chapter 82 of Psalm uh, we read Elohim stands among in the congregation of God's and he says how long shall you judge unrighteously Jesus says my judgment is righteous because what I judge is what I hear from the father so what is the righteous judgment what is the judgment of God is what God knows about mankind to be said to them so they can be freed from what they have known from their past from their 
knowledge that they have gained in this world from the law, from uh, prophets, from teachers, from schools, from news, from media, from everything that has been in the realm of the flesh and not in the realm of the spirit. So what is the righteous judgment of God? It's when you don't look at anyone according to who you have seen them to be in the flesh, but you hear from the Father what He says about them. Now, that doesn't mean that He's going to say something bad about this one and good about the other one. He says, what I know about you is that you are God's. That's my judgment. And Jesus, in John chapter 10, when he, he quoted this, and he said, we know that the scripture cannot be broken. That means this scripture will be fulfilled. That you, this thing that I say, you are God's, this shall be fulfilled. Which means you will come to understand this. And when you understand this, you will not die like men. Which means you will live like God. Which means you will not live on battery anymore. You are joined with the spirit of the living God who gives life even to your mortal body. So now your nakedness all of a sudden is being clothed with uh, life. Mortality is being swallowed up by life. So as long as we are mortal, as long as our mind is mortal, as, as long as we are driven by death, as long as we are driven by lack, insufficiency as long as we see our weakness as long as we are ashamed of certain things as long as we think i didn't have faith so i don't have these things still we are judging ourselves according to what we have experienced he says his mercy is new every moment every morning so he wants you to start fresh every day remembering who you are otherwise you will try to fix what was broken yesterday and that doesn't work. You can't do that ever. He, there is an abundance of mercy available so that can purge your conscience from who you have been according to the flesh so you can judge yourself in true judgment according to the spirit. And if we do that, he says, I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. You are doing the will of God. So you want to know what is the will of God? See yourself as Elohim. See yourself as one with God. See yourself as the image of God and see yourself as the one who uh, is the heir of God. See yourself as the one that uh, is not going to be under the influence of death, that you have life and life in abundance. So when you see those things, they will change the way you approach uh, anything in the realm of the flesh. Now, let's look at also chapter as uh, seven of the same gospel, gospel, uh, gospel of John, chapter twenty. Uh, sorry, chapter seven, verse um, twenty-one. It says, <clears throat> uh, "Jesus answered and said to them, I did one work, and you all marvel. Moses therefore gave you circumcision, and you circumcise a man on the Sabbath. If a man receives circumcision on the Sabbath." so that the law of Moses should not be broken? Are you angry with me because I made a man completely well on the Sabbath? Do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. Once again, he says, yes, you have the law of Moses and the law of Moses says you should not uh, work on Sabbath. Yes, it does uh, so, but you're judging according to the flesh. You don't understand. Now, if you judge according to the Spirit, 
with righteous judgment you will hear from God you will understand the law is not fleshly the law is spiritual the law was supposed to show that it is the will of God that you may have life so that's why Jesus said Sabbath uh, man was not made for Sabbath but Sabbath was for man so even I can say to you the Bible uh, man was not made for Bible but Bible was made for man so when you take the word of God and you uh, basically don't understand or you try to be a slave of that then you don't understand what the Bible is trying to say you don't understand what God has been saying now the will of God is that we may have life and whatever tools whatever thing that has been given to us it's toward that direction now the same story happens again in the gospel of John chapter 8 we see Pharisees those who had the law brought a woman to Jesus and they said Moses in the law commanded us that we may stone this woman but what do you say and we know the story at the end the woman is free and Jesus says I do not condemn you either and I want to um, basically go to verse 12 of chapter 8 which says then Jesus spoke to them again and said I am the light of the world he who follows me shall not walk in darkness but have the light of life so he said as long as your judgment is according to the law you are walking in darkness now God says in Psalm 82 they do not understand they do not know they walk in darkness and because of that they shall die like men now let's continue then the Pharisees therefore said to him you bear witness of yourself your uh, and your witness is not true Jesus answered and said to them even if I bear witness of myself my witness is true for I know where I came from and where I'm going but you do not know where I came from and where I'm going you judge according to the flesh I judge no one again do you see Jesus when talk to Pharisees who were bringing the law he says you judge uh, according to the flesh I will never judge anyone according to that law of yours he even called that your law he doesn't call it his own law because it's not his law the law of fleshly commandments it's not his law the law was given to Moses Jesus is grace and truth he says it's in your law written but you don't understand it let me according to grace and truth interpret that to you to say you are God's you are all the children of the Most High and you're supposed to have life and I came so that you may have the light of life chapter 8 verse 12 and right after that verse 16 and yet if I do judge my judgment is true for I am not alone but I am with the father who sent me again he says my judgment is what I hear from the father so the father has this desire to reveal to humanity all humanity who they are and Jesus says my judgment is because I'm with the father the father talks to me I hear and I say to you I've seen many things in you I have many things to judge about you in fact that's verse 26 that he says I have many things to judge about you but he who is in me is righteous and I only listen to what he says so I'm not judging anyone according to the flesh and that's why you can have life uh, Isaiah chapter chapter 9 he says the seven spirits of the Lord are upon him and he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes or the hearing of his ears but with righteous judgment he shall judge so what does it mean all these things that the sons of God know who they are 
and they have received the judgment of God. They're not afraid of the judgment of God. They run toward the judgment of God because ju the judgment of God is freedom, is mercy, is release, is taking you out of slavery, is bringing to you to sonship, to your inheritance, to be one with the Father, to know who you are. That's what it means to be uh, basically uh, receiving the judgment of God, to hear God. Now, uh, the book of Revelation chapter 20 speaks of a group of people that are sitting on the throne and it says they shall reign with Christ for a thousand years. They will, and judgment was given to them. So who are they, these people? They are like Jesus. They are those who have understanding and their judgment is not according to what they have seen. They don't say, oh, uh, there is this fault in, in here and God will judge this city and God will do this to you and God... Um, God will know how to take judgment for me because of what you have done to me. It says these are not uh, the kind of judgment that God will do and it's not the kind of judgment that the Son of God will do because the Son can do nothing of himself. He judges only as he hears. So who are those people that are sitting on the throne of uh, the throne that judgment has been given to them. These are those whose eyes are open and they can understand the judgment of God is life and not condemnation. They do exactly what Jesus does. They, because they have life, they give life. They never take life. They never proclaim condemnation. They never say that, uh, they never see the judgment of God as something that is uh, for punishment for condemnation, for death. They constantly see this in the context of God is about to restore all things. God is about to change everything. God is about to open the eyes of everyone, to open the ears of everyone. So what they had not heard, never um, seen, nor received in their hearts, the Spirit can reveal to them. So that privilege has been given to you and to me first, to hear the Spirit to know who we are, to know that the good news has come, the gospel has arrived, that the time has come that we may repent of our ignorance toward who we are and who the Father is, to come out of the fig leaves and covering ourselves with something that is not from God, to eat constantly from something that brings death to us, to live by the works of the law, by carnal mind, to think that we can we can never have anything unless we become a good person. He has called us to come out of this understanding. The time has come that the Son may be manifested in us. The childhood, the childishness, the, uh, the way of understanding all things according to everything that came before Jesus, uh, that time is gone. And the time has come that we may believe and enter into this rest for humanity. So... Uh, that's something that I wanted to cover so you have a sense of what does it mean that you are God's what why Jesus said and uh, this is a consciousness that must be restored in us because according to what we think in our heart and in our mind our actions and our behaviors would be adjusted you can never expect uh, as Jesus said, wine from uh, fig tree, uh, sorry, grapes from fig tree. You can never accept that. So you can never accept, uh, expect love from someone who is not love. 
That means if God is love, you must have the same nature of godliness or divine nature so you can have the same love for others. And if you don't see yourself in that place, then you will never uh, love. Then you will see love as a commandment in the sense of God has said we must love one another. And then you try and you fail miserably. You get angry, you get mad and you are hateful and you can never forgive people and yet you condemn yourself because you know God said Jesus said love one another and you don't love and you live again you're eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil but once you realize who you are according to what Jesus says then the fruit is automatic according to second Peter chapter 1 he says we have uh, we have become partakers of the divine nature that's a powerful statement what do you mean divine nature do you know that in uh, the tabernacle of Moses there were many furnitures that were pure gold and gold always represents God or the divine and yet the New Testament tells us that we are that tabernacle and we are that temple which means the divine is in us parts of our beings are purely divine they are purely Elohim they are purely what is God himself. Now that's every man. It's not just those who believe in Jesus. It's every man. They are being created this way. But let's say if the lampstand was uh, basically, if the lampstand was of gold, made of gold, uh, and it's um, uh, basically you need to lit this lampstand so the, uh, the lamps start burning, that lampstand is already in everyone but the only problem is is there is no fire there is no oil they they're not their sleep they don't see they don't understand that's why uh, our voice can wake them up the voice of the son of god can wake them up and then they can when they wake up then they receive the oil then they their the spirit inside of them begins to flow and brings light and their eyes can be opened they can see now that's something amazing that in this uh, i believe we are in um, in an age that things are really changing uh, very fast and we are leaving religion behind we are going toward what jesus came to do and it was to come and restore all things he came to bring sonship back to humanity he came to show them who they are he came to proclaim the truth from the rooftop he came to heal the sick he came to raise the dead he came to bring life in abundance and why not uh, paying attention to these words meditating on them believing them uh, repenting from our old way of thinking having a renewed mind putting off the old, putting on the new, inheriting all things. Why not taking benefits of these things? So hope this is helpful and hope it clears up uh, a bit of basically what we read in John chapter 10 verse 34. Uh, what Jesus said about your gods, there is much more, there is, uh, and you can do it, you can read it for yourself, study it uh, from the gospel of John and see this theme of hearing, uh, judgment, and also the context of life and see uh, how actually these three are connected and what uh, basically amazing gospel of the judgment of God right now we have and we have uh, closed our eyes to this. So bless you, hope you have a great week and 
um, filled with the fruit of the Spirit, filled with abundance uh, of God's uh, grace, filled with His mercy, and you may be refreshed every day, uh, walking in confidence, walking in boldness, uh, remembering your access into the grace of God, and even spreading the truth the light that is emanating from you already to those who are around you. God bless you and see you next week. Thank you for listening to this podcast by Rose and Masood Ramandi. We hope you stay connected by subscribing to our podcast to receive latest teachings to keep you growing in the knowledge of God. If you would like to support our ministry to continue spreading the fragrance of his knowledge, please visit our website at perfectedbyblood.com forward slash donation. For more teachings, please visit our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash perfectedbyblood. And if you haven't subscribed to our newsletter yet, go to perfectedbyblood.com forward slash sign up. And sign up. You'll get a free ebook called Unveiled Word, a simple guide to understand the Bible. You'll also be notified about new articles about our ministry updates and our upcoming brand new online courses. And if you're ready to take your life into a whole new level to go deeper and go bigger in God, make sure you grab my book, The Flood of Mercy, Supernatural Help in Your Greatest Time of Need. It's available on Amazon right now. When you order your copy, you're really supporting our ministry and the message we carry. And you'll also be getting a book that it will reveal to you how you can stop trying to fulfill God's supernatural plan for your life through natural means. Instead, you can receive the power of His mercy through deeper understanding of God's compassionate heart. This book helps you to change your mind, believe in God's goodness, receive His involvement in your day-to-day life, and finally, lift up the burdens off of your shoulders. It's called the Flood of Mercy, Supernatural Help in Your Greatest Time of Need. It's available on Amazon right now. Thanks for tuning in.